Fantasy basketball draft season is nearly over and we are nearly starting the NBA season, which begins week one. Today, we're going to break down all the action, go through some advice, some streaming options, and what you should be on the lookout for. Let's go! Talking about G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Casey, and you can find me on Twitter at Ball Boys Fantasy. And today, we are going through week one of the NBA schedule and previewing the beginning of the fantasy basketball season and uh, talking about some strategies for week one, some do's and do's not, do nots. Um, and also just going through, again, this is going to be a weekly reoccurring segment where each, uh, I think I'm going to be doing it on a weekend basis, or I believe on a, when am I going to do it? On a Saturday night uh, for US time, Sunday morning for um, Australia time, I'm going to be doing a uh, preview ahead to the week that is and talking about all the streaming options, uh, the schedule for things to consider when you're talking about daily changes leagues and weekly changes leagues uh, and just all the weird and wonderful things that are coming up for that week in the uh, NBA major sort of news and things will also uh, break on that show as well. So today we're going to get stuck into it. Before we do though, guys, I just want to give a massive shout out and a huge thank you to everyone who has been listening, watching, supporting uh, the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast over the preseason. It's been a massive, massive effort. I um, try to put a lot of effort into uh, bringing you guys the most, the, the, the best quality content, also trying to ramp up the volume of content. Uh, I've tried to do a lot more points leagues this year. I've tried to do a lot more varied content, some new ideas and the new series in the top 25 most interesting, which, um, you know, was a decent, you know, it took a lot of work. A podcast every single day um, is not an easy thing to do, especially when it is not your job and you have other life and work commitments to do. So I do appreciate everyone who has supported the podcast. I Extra appreciate everyone who's gone over to ballboysmba.com and got their season guide. Hopefully, you've had your draft, or if you haven't had your draft, hopefully it goes well. Hopefully, if you had your draft, it went well. And you've at least got a team that you can walk away with and feel happy about and feel like you've got something fun to look forward to this NBA season. And uh, a lot of the... Um, you know, the, the money that you guys have spent on the season guide will be used very, very wisely, I hope, um, on bringing back more value to you guys. Everyone who has been a supporter of the podcast, I think you guys will get tremendous value out of what I'm going to reinvest that money in. I'm going to make the um, website bigger and better in future seasons. We're going to bring better content, better um, you know, graphics and scenery and all sorts of things. It's going to be all reinvested back into the podcast so that I can be... Uh, my goal is to be the best fantasy basketball analyst in the world. Um, it is a, a big goal. It obviously has a lot of great people in it, that are a lot of people that I admire greatly, but uh, with all of your support, it makes it a lot easier, guys. So first of all, just a big, big thank you to everyone who's consumed the content over the preseason. We will be doing... Plenty of content throughout the season. Um, just to give you a quick preview on a week-to-week basis, 
We're going to be doing at least three shows on YouTube. Uh, we'll be doing a every thir- every Wednesday US time. I'm going to be recapping the Wednesday slate of games. Normally the Wednesday games, there's usually a high volume of games, 10 to 12 on most Wednesdays each week. So I'm going to be recapping a lot of those, which will help me sort of stay in tune with what's happening on a day-to-day basis. We'll be able to talk about a lot of players in that one show, any uh, major things that are happening or you know previous to that week. We'll also do a uh, weekly preview, which is what this show is going to be after I stop rambling on in the intro. Um, and we will also be doing a, you know, once or twice a week, uh, depending on, you know, th- what is happening in the NBA, of uh, sort of rotating themed shows. So it might be some buy lows, some sell highs. Uh, I hope to give a monthly update to my Dynasty rankings and my thoughts for Dynasty content. So if you are a Dynasty League manager, if you're in several Dynasty Leagues, uh, I want to be doing more Dynasty content this season. It is a big passion of mine. I love Dynasty Fantasy Basketball. Um, so we're going to be doing a lot of that, which is a Dynasty-focused podcast, probably once a month. Again, I don't like to change my opinions too frequently because that leads to over-analyzing. And then once a week on the ballboysmba.com um, subscribers, anyone who's a Platinum subscriber, you guys can get in contact with you. I'm going to be reaching out to a bunch of you guys soon to get in contact with you um, to do a weekly Q&A podcast. And that will be uh, up on Fridays, I think. So f- oh, Friday, Friday my time, uh, Thursday night your time. So get your questions in by uh, the end of the Wednesday games before or basically basically when I do the recap show I'll remind you guys to get your questions in um, and I will be answering them exclusive for those who are subscribers to the Ball Boys season guide you will still continue to get benefits throughout the entire season it doesn't stop just at your draft you've already paid for it there's no ongoing fees or anything like that you've already paid for it so it's just going to be something that you guys can get access to for the rest of the season so that's what the season's going to look like when it comes time to you know, if there's a trade that breaks down or the trade deadline shows or anything like that, we'll be doing some extra shows throughout the season. But that is basically what the regular week-to-week schedule is going to look like. So far, well, the last couple of months, I've been basically doing a show every day or multiple two or three shows every day. That will not be able to keep up. Um, I want to be able to do the best, most up-to-date content for you guys. And with me still working a job, um, that needs to be more sort of three times a week rather than every single day. So hope you guys can appreciate that. And let's uh, let's stop waffling on. Sorry for the long intro, but I wanted to set up the season. Wanted to thank you guys properly. But let's get stuck into week one. What should we be doing? Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. All right, week number one, the preview. Now, first, before we go into the streaming and you know looking at the actual week itself, I want to talk general week one strategy because a lot of you guys, if you're new to fantasy basketball or, again, it's always a good reminder as well, a lot of wild shit happens in week one. And the basics, so the, the schedule we'll talk about in a section, but the schedule is always really, really weird. It's jam-packed on several days and really low volume on other days. So in the second day of the NBA calendar where there's a 12-game slate, spoiler alert, 
There's going to be so many news stat lines, people shooting insane percentages, people having terrible games, and there are going to be so many people reacting. Twitter's going to be all ablaze if you're over on there and following, which again, by the way, reminder, follow me on Twitter because, and again, we'll talk about this in a second, because that's where I'm going to be dropping my advice for anything that breaks, like the Stephen Adams injury, um, like the injury news that we saw on Tari Eason. I'm going to be dropping my quick hitting analysis over there. And then in these podcasts, we're going to talk about it. But if you're not following me on Twitter, at Ball Boys uh, Fantasy, make sure you are, because that's where you're going to get my first initial advice. Don't wait until later, especially if your league is first in, come first, uh, first in, first serve sort of thing. So side note, follow me on Twitter. But anyway, there's going to be so many reactions. So I've gone out of order here, but make sure when you're in week one, do not overreact to the first game or the first two games. There are going to be some wild things happening. The biggest question I want you guys to be asking yourself when you're consuming the content that you're going to be watching, when you're looking at the box scores and the stats is, is this something that can sustain? Is this repeatable? I always remember, I think it was a couple of years ago, it was Nemanja Bielitsa came out in the first game. I think he was playing for the Warriors at the time. Put up a great stat line. And everyone was saying, he's the number one. You must go and add this guy. He put up a great line. But it was always a situation where he shot so well. Uh, I think someone was in foul trouble or something like that. He got extended minutes. Um, and it was you know a flash in the pan. That was his best performance of the entire year on the first game. Never put anything close to that line ever again for the rest of the season. So... Um, always remember and always ask yourself, is this repeatable? Is this something that this person is going to be able to do on a consistent basis? Is there anything different or unusual? Is there an injury or was someone in foul trouble or was he shooting 80% from the three-point line or whatever the case may be? Always ask yourself that and don't overreact to good performances. Don't overreact to bad performances as well. We're trying to look at the more the back end of our, our roster, the back end of our players, and look at the rotations, the position battles, you know, looking for things that, oh, okay, he's never done that before. This is looking different, or things that you're going to sort of pick up and notice along the way. I'm going to be there to help you. The first week, we're going to be going, I think probably the first three or four days of the NBA, I'm going to be doing a... Um, reaction or a box score recap for every single day for the first few days. I won't be doing that throughout the entire season, but it is important to sift through all of that information because it's going to be coming hard and fast in those first few days, especially that second day once all the game, all the players start going. So number one thing, it was second on the dot point here on YouTube, but do not overreact to all the craziness that is the fantasy basketball opening day on uh, Wednesday, your time, Thursday, my time. Um, Week one, I'm prioritizing upside over streaming. A lot of the time, I'm okay losing the first one to two weeks in my fantasy matchups on head-to-head leagues because I am trying to prioritize players who are going to have upside. I am patient personally. I'm a very patient person when it comes to you know, you know, evaluating my fantasy players. I would rather miss out on a guy who is um, you know, a potential ad in week one or a short-term ad, then I would drop a player that is poor to begin with but blows up later to get that player. So a good example for this was last year. De'Anthony Melton was a player that I drafted in many leagues. He was a player that I was high on. I drafted him late in a lot of spots, and at the start of the season, he was playing poorly. He was playing low minutes, but I held him for a while. I think I held him for another three weeks. And then, luckily for me, I mean, again, these things can happen, but... Luckily for me, that player went down. 
Uh, I believe early on it might have been either... It was either James Harden or Tyrese Maxey went down. De'Anthony Melton moved into the starting lineup or got an boost in minutes, and he was basically a top 60 player for a large stretch of the season. I was rewarded for my patience there. The thing that I would always stress is if you're dropping someone who has a lot of upside, you better be adding someone that has a lot of upside as well. Now, this is where we start to... to discuss different types of leagues. Are you in a shallower league? Are you in a 12-team league, a 14-team league? Is your league super competitive? Do you have uh, IR spots? How deep is your bench? There's a lot of different factors involved, but the biggest thing I always preach is I am prioritizing upside. I'm looking long-term at the start of the season, and I'm not going to drop someone that I believe has high potential for a short-term gain in the early weeks of fantasy basketball. The third point here is a little bit contradictory to that, but but wor- know who your worst player is. You also need to know how valuable your worst player is, and that will be different for every team, every league, and every situation. But on your team, it is important to identify who your worst players and maybe who is your worst one to three, uh, who is your bottom one to three players. So, for example, in if you're in a team, and I'm going to use uh, my FBI World Cup team, for example, I've got already, I've made ads on this league. I've got two players sitting in IR spots who have the ability to sit there. I've gone and added some players because, you know, the more, you know, bites of the cherry we can have, the more swings we can have at this, the, okay, the more informed we're going to be. And then I need to, from that, decipher, okay, who is my worst player? If there's going to be someone who pops off, who is the guy that I'm going to drop to quickly go and add that person? Especially if you're in a league where it's first come, first serve, there's no uh, fab bidding or anything like that. You need to be able to act quickly and know who you're going to drop before the fact to get that player. Now, you can ask questions on on here, but again, a lot of the times, you'll need to be quick. So beforehand, you need to identify who is your worst player. And who is the player that has the lowest upside? You know, who, are the, who is the player, and this is the way I'd like to phrase it to myself, who is the person I'm going to regret the least if I drop them and someone else picks them up? Do I have someone, do I have two players at the back end of my roster? Both are performing poorly, but one guy, if something goes right, he can really pop off. One guy is solid, is okay, but there's not really much path for him to really improve. Then I'm probably going to um, drop that second guy before the first guy because I'm always trying to look for, especially in a competitive league where you need to be at the top of your game, you're always trying to look for those guys who have high upside, high potential. The more time and the more data we can collect, the more we can confidently say, okay, this person with high potential... It's not happening them happening for them. It's not happening for them anytime soon. And then we can drop them. But always, I try to be very patient this first week. I don't make any rash moves about those kind of things. Last point here is that if you don't have anyone like that, or if you're in a deeper league, a 14-team league, 16-team league, or you're in a really competitive draft and a lot of those really high upside guys went and then you had to spend your last couple of picks on you know, some guys that are highly questionable and things like that. So for example, in that FBI uh, Fantasy Basketball World Cup uh, draft, you know, some of my back-end players are guys like... Um, Christian Wood was the guy who I drafted with my last pick. I've, uh, you know, I've picked up Bilal Kulabali, um, someone like uh, Taylor Horton Tucker is a guy that I added as well. So a few of those guys I know at the back end of my roster are there for me to have a look at. 
once I get a few days of data or if there's a really obvious candidate who's on the waiver wire that has a higher upside than those guys, I'm going to be quick to make the change. Um, but if you have some people that I clearly, you know, so for, for me, it's Christian Wood. On this team, I don't really have high hopes for Christian Wood, if, especially if he's not starting or no open, opening night. If he's not starting, I'm pretty okay with dropping a player like that because I don't really see a high level of upside with the abundance of bigs on that team. So for me, if I had the ability to, I could use Christian Wood's spot as a streaming spot. And we're going to start to look at that in today's podcast. All right, let's get into the streaming and the preview for week one. So like we said earlier on, week one is weird. There is a weird, weird schedule of games. Uh, it always is like this. Um, personally, I would love to see that Wednesday and Thursday game like even out. Uh, I would also probably prefer to see more than two games on the first day. I don't know, that's just me. But anyway, the first game... Two games. There's always two games. Um, Wednesday, we've got the big actual first day of fantasy basketball. This is where all the news is going to be going crazy. And on Wednesday, we have 12 games of fantasy basketball. So we're going to talk about this later, but chances are on that Wednesday, you are not going to be using some players. There are going to be more players on your team playing than there will be starting roster spots. So you will need to decide who you're starting, who you're sitting. We'll talk about that in a second. Thursday, two games as well. So another low volume game, low volume day. Uh, Friday, 11 games, another big slate of NBA games. Another weekend, we've got seven games on Saturday, six games on Sunday. So what this means, the players that are playing on those low-volume days on Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday, those are going to be the players, and we're talking more specifically for the back end of your roster, so the players that are you know, not guys that are your top 10 best players. You're going to have to decide, okay, are they you know, valuable enough for me to hold on to? And again, refer back to that, that first rule, which is we're prioritizing upside. I'm not one to really go and chase streamers just for the sake of winning my first week. But if you have someone expendable, decide, are you going to actually play them on Wednesday if they're on, on Wednesday? And we're going to talk about those teams in a second. And if you're not, then you might even be able to drop them straight away before you even start your week. And you can get um, in a player who's playing on a Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, or Sunday. So let's have a look into the schedule from here. And we're going to talk about um, the players who are, or the teams, sorry, that have a two-game week. And there's a lot of them because it's a shorter week. There's not no games on Monday. So it's a shorter week. There's a lot of games, a lot of teams with two games. So the Celtics... Nets, Hornets, Mavericks, Pacers, Bucks, Timberwolves, Pelicans, Magic, and Wizards all have two games this week. So that is 10 teams that have two games in opening week. That means there are 20 games. All the other teams have three games this week. So uh, again, if you're in a weekly changes league, the difference between two games and three games is fairly sizable. So um, going from two to three, that's an increase of 50%. Um, so, for example, if you're getting someone who's averaging 20 points and they've got a two-game week, they play, again, hypothetically, they hit their average every time. They play two games, they score 40 points. If you have someone who's averaging 15, ga- 15 points per game, but they have three games that week, they play three times, they score 45 points. So they are the better player to play than a player playing two games, Okay. That's different to comparing someone who is, you know, they're playing three games to four games. If we've got the same situation, if I've got a player who's averaging 20 points, they go 20 for three games, that's 60. 15 points for four games, that's also 60. So even though there's one game difference in both scenarios, 
the difference between two games and three is bigger than the difference between three games and four games. And it's even, you know, bigger. It goes smaller again when you go four to five. So always remember those two game weeks, and we're going to be highlighting them every week, are really ones that in weekly changes leagues, you're going to be really on top of and you're going to have to make some hard decisions on whether or not you start a player that you might consider to be a permanent starter on your team, get them off and put someone else in who has uh, more games on the slate than, than they do. So always do keep that in mind. So again, on the screen there, if YouTube uh, watches, you can see that. And um, yeah, there's a lot of teams that play two games. Now, quality games. I don't know if... Josh Lloyd invented this term, but I, I've heard it on his podcast and I've heard it a few other places as well. But just in case he did invent this term, shout out to Josh Lloyd, Locked On Fantasy Basketball. But quality games, or sometimes I'll refer to them as streamable days, streamable games, are games where you can have different cutoffs. I usually use... 9 or 10. Uh, 10 would be the cutoff for like a standard 10 team, uh, 10 starters, 3 bench. You might have 9 if you have a deeper bench because you've got more players that you could maybe fill in on those lower volume days. At lower volume games. That is always a general rule. So we will talk about this in uh, plenty of times during the, the season. You might, for example, have five different players on, you know, the Lakers and the Suns or whatever, or, you know, you've drafted every, uh, you know, Lakers starter or whatever. You might not be in the, you might not be in this exact example, but in general, when you play 10, when you have a, a game where there's a day where there's 10 games on, you are not going to be able to add someone and use them on your starters because you're going to already have 10 players playing. So effectively, when we are streaming and adding someone for the, um, you know, intent of using them for the short term to get some stats on. We are targeting the low volume games. Now, in week one, there is a lot of weird uh, schedules. There are, in fact, three teams that have three quality games. Now, remember, the most amount of games that any team plays is three. So these three teams, on every game that they play this week, it is a quality game. It is a low volume game. And those teams are the Lakers the Suns, and the 76ers. So if you are trying to stream for weekly changes or daily changes, these are the teams that you want to be targeting, especially early in the week when we've got those first, two of those first three days only have two games on them. And I believe the Lakers and the Suns play on both of those games. The 76ers don't play until the third day on the NBA calendar. They do not play the first two uh, days. But then they have the back-to-back on the Saturday and Sunday. I believe they're the only team that does that. On the flip side of things, there are five teams that have no quality games, that don't have a single uh, game this week on a day that there is a streamable. So the players from the Celtics, Nets, Hornets, Mavs, and Magic, you're probably not going to use any of them this week at all on the back end of your roster. So if you have someone like uh, Peyton Pritchard or... um, Who's someone from the Nets? Maybe even maybe even a Spencer Dinwiddie if he's like your eleventh guy. Um, who's someone maybe better on the Nets? Uh, Cam Thomas is someone that maybe you drafted uh, on the Hornets side of things. Maybe it's Nick Richards or a Gordon Hayward. You're probably not going to use Gordon Hayward at all this this week. On the Mavs side, Derek Lively is probably not going to get a run for you on the starting lineup this week. Again, he's good to have. He's got upside, so I wouldn't be dropping him, but he's probably not going to get a run for you this week on your starting roster. Uh, the Orlando Magic, you're probably not going to be using Jalen Suggs in a, in a 
uh, Daily Changes League. He's probably going to be sitting on your bench and you won't use him at all. So again, if you're... If you've got a player that doesn't have a high upside, like a Peyton Pritchard, like a, I mean, you might argue with me that Cam Thomas has high upside, um, like a Nick Richards or not like, uh, I don't know, if you've got a Gary Harris or something like that. If you have one of those, you know, guys that don't have high upsides and you were sort of getting them because they just filled a need for you and a statistical need and they are droppable and expendable from these teams, those are the types of players that you can go ahead and drop immediately and add someone from the Lakers, Suns or 76ers because you're going to get way more use out of those players this week. So those are the quality games. And now we're going to finish off the podcast today by talking about some streaming targets. And we're going to be talking about streaming in specific categories. Now, if you're in a points league, you can still get some good value out of this, especially this first category for points. But it also gives you a good idea of some players that I think are going to have some value this week. Again, with a heavy focus on those teams that play those three quality games this week. So let's start by streaming points in this week. I've highlighted three players that you are going to have to have want to have a look at this week. Kelly Oubre for the Philadelphia 76ers. Three quality games. He is someone that could easily come in and score a bunch of points, especially with James Harden not likely to play. Rui Hachimura and Eric Gordon are my other two options. So Rui is someone who can not do much else except for score, maybe get some rebounds as well. Eric Gordon should also play uh, good as well in terms of he's kind of, I think, the fifth option. Would it be the fifth? Yeah, probably the fifth scoring option behind um, Durant, Beal, Booker, and probably Nurkic. Or maybe he's close to Nurkic in terms of scoring. And again, if you play three quality games this week, it's going to be far more valuable than you streaming in someone who maybe has a better per game upside in terms of scoring, but they only play one quality game maybe once on the weekend this uh, this week. Have a crack with these guys. They're going to play the first day. Even if you just get them for the first day or the, uh, the first two days with um, Rory and Kelly, oh sorry, Rory and Eric Gordon, you can then drop them after that uh, third day in the NBA schedule and look to get someone. Maybe it's from the Philadelphia 76ers that has the back-to-back on the weekend. Um, that's the other thing as well. In week one, I usually like to keep at least one, sometimes two ads just because a lot of the times you're either A, going to see some players pop off and become must-add roster players uh, for a long-term focus, or B, someone drops someone because they're too impatient and you're going to want to scoot them off the waiver wire. So if a lot of the times in week one, I like to keep at least one or two waiver wire ads for the entire week. Only really use one or two to begin uh, your season because, again, weird shit happens and you want to be there and available, ready to capitalize on that. So that, that is a really good uh, point that I probably should have brought up earlier, but... If you've hung around to now, you've got that little nugget there. Um, Let's talk about threes in the streaming targets. Gabe Vincent, I really like for the Lakers. Grayson Allen, Eric Gordon for the the Suns. Again, three quality games. Kelly Oubre pops up again, and Torian Prince. So Torian Prince might be the starter um, in LA as well. So you've got a few different options there again. A lot of guys, they're, they're all going to be from this these three teams, uh, just a heads up. So I do think of all these options, Gabe Vincent is probably one of my favorites. I think that he has potential in a few categories that we're going to talk about here as well. Um, and But yeah, all of these guys can give you, you know, two threes on, you know, three games. You might get six. You might get more than that. You might get 12 threes. Maybe they hit three threes over a stretch of... Uh, oh, sorry, three threes a game on average over three games. So, um, yeah, definitely some guys, if you're looking for threes, you can get some really good value. There's a few options there. Obviously, five plays to target. 
Next one here is assists. A little bit harder to get. Obviously, we know assists are... Oh, sorry. No, we're not up to assists. We're up to rebounds. I've skipped ahead. Rebounds. You're going to see these names come up a few times. Christian Wood, Jared Vanderbilt, Rui Hachimura, and Drew Eubanks. Of all of these players, my favorites are Christian Wood and Drew Eubanks. I think Christian Wood is... Of all of the players uh, that we're talking about in terms of streaming, I've got him on a couple of rosters just because of the off chance that he gets a 25-minute-a-night role. Something happens to Anthony Davis. He goes to the locker room or something like that. He can have some value. He's a good fantasy producer in limited minutes, but I do expect his minutes to be a little bit lower. Vanderbilt can get some rebounds in limited minutes as well. Ruri should play a decent amount, at least maybe get you five or six rebounds. And then Drew Eubanks is another really good per-minute producer. Again, Nurkic has been known to get in foul trouble, so he could, at any one of these three games, have an extended run. But even in limited minutes, again, five to six rebounds is enough to expect from Drewy. Let's talk about assists, which I mentioned before. So the assists here, again, like I said, a little bit harder to come by. Again, my favorite in this group here is Gabe Vincent. So we talked about him in the three streaming. I like him on this uh, assist stream as well. He's not going to be as good of an assist stream whilst the other players are healthy, but he is always someone that I've got my eye on because the health of LeBron, the health of D'Angelo Russell always comes into question a little bit there. Um, Eric Gordon, it's not the best, but he can maybe get you sort of two to three assists per game. Maybe he gets you more than 10 assists for the week, which can be useful. Um, and Jordan Goodwin. Jordan Goodwin is someone that, again, I don't even know if he's going to be locked into this rotation, but if he is, I mean, the Phoenix Suns don't really have a traditional point guard that they're running or or locked in, but if they do, it will be him, and he is someone that puts up decent stats in limited minutes. Um, and again, just want to have him on the radar in case they use him, but I'm a little bit less confident in him than these other two in terms of his projected minutes, but... He is a guy that can get good stats in limited minutes. The next one here, steals. Plenty of steals targets here. Again, we'll go through them. Jordan Goodwin, again, great producer. Not super confident in his minutes. But Jared Vanderbilt, Gabe Vincent, less so on the steals front. Josh Okogie is an excellent steals streamer as well. He also might play decent minutes. And if there's anything he is good at, it is steals. Jaden Springer, similar to a Jordan Goodwin. I'm not 100% sure of his minutes um, you know, or role in, in this team, especially early on. But again, with James Harden likely not there, I expect to see him at least get an opportunity. And he is someone that I am very high on long-term. And one of his biggest strengths are steals. And then Patrick Beverly for the 76ers as well. Can't do much else, but he can at least get a couple of steals for you on any given night. So plenty of options for steals if you need to get them um, this week. And that will be the case for most weeks as well. Let's talk blocks. Again, very similar names, and you're going to see these guys again for field goal percentage. It's Drew Eubanks, it's Christian Wood, it's Jared Vanderbilt. If I was to rank them, it'd be Wood, Eubanks, and then Vanderbilt, in my opinion. Uh, Again, you're looking at all these players from the same three teams. Um, Drew Eubanks can get you basically a block block shot in like 15 minutes. Uh, Maybe he can block you three shots in a game. It's totally, totally possible. So again, these low-volume stats, they're always very good to stream. Uh, and these guys, I think, can do it. And they can also give you some good field goal percentage. So those are the exact same three guys that I think, again, we're picking from three teams because they're the only three teams that have low-volume uh, schedules this week, those three quality games. But they are some decent options to at least kickstart your week if you are attacking those categories. And in the last category, free throw percentage. Only two players, again, three free throw percentage is so hard to get off the waiver wire. It is so hard to get guys. They can maybe be good free throw shooters, but do they even get to the line during these games? 
we're not sure. They might not even attempt a free throw in some of these games. But Gabe Vincent and Grayson Allen are both guys who have a good free throw percentage um, You know, when they do go to the line. Within the three games, you would think that they would at least get to the line a little bit and give you some free throws made that week. But again, I always stress that free throw percentage is so hard to stream and get value on uh, off the waiver wire, which is why I preach about getting it early, not relying on these guys to swing that category. But these guys are players that if you are at least looking after your free throw percentage and maybe also looking for other stats, these guys, we mentioned them in the threes, uh, Gabe Vincent in the assists and steals. He's probably more assists than steals, uh, but a really good streaming option. So my number one streaming target really is Gabe Vincent this week because I think he's going to have a sizable role and he can get hot and you know provide some really good stats in points, threes, assists, steals, free throw percentage. He's going to be poor off the front of the field. He's not going to block shots or rebound. That's a given, but for certain teams, that can definitely be extremely useful. So... That is it, guys. That is week one preview in the books. How excited are you guys for the NBA? I am super pumped. I am so excited. I've got some time off work later in the week just to sit down, watch some basketball, and uh, tweet like an absolute madman about all the fantasy comings and goings. Um, my style is, at least for these first few games, I'll watch one game on the TV and then you know watch it in its entirety. Uh, it'll most likely be the Celtics, and I'll probably watch Victor on that first game as well. And on my laptop, I'll have a few of the other games going. Uh, let me know, how, how do you guys watch uh, basketball, especially on those crazy days like the second day in the NBA calendar? Do you have, you know, uh, I remember they used to have the four screens on NBA League Pass. I don't think they do that anymore, but some people will have, you know, you know few different devices, a phone, a laptop, a TV. Do you flick between? As soon as there's a timeout, you flick over to another game. How do you watch your fantasy basketball? Are you you know, are you know, streaming it off a different website? Uh, I won't tell anyone. Uh, let me know down in the comments section below there, guys. But remember, be patient. Do not overreact. And make sure, above all else, you prioritize uh, long-term value. Capitalize on other people's mistakes. Again, thank you very much for all your support during the preseason, but let's keep it going during the regular season. I will see you guys shortly. Bye.